This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Brought to you by Pfizer. You're listening to 610 Sports Radio from the Max Motor Studios. Subscribe to the 610 Sports KC YouTube page for exclusive video content from Cody and Gold on your official broadcast partner of the Chiefs and your home for Royals baseball. 610 Sports Radio. KCSB Kansas City. WDAFHG2 Liberty. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Let's do this. Another day, another dollar, another edition of The Drive. You're listening to The Drive on 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com, and the Odyssey app. My name is Karen Harris. I'm very happy to be here. Rob is off today. He will be back on Monday. Quentin here is filling in in his absence. Coming up in 15 minutes, Josh Vernier will join us in studio. I'm trying to think of a time in which we have had multiple in-studio appearances from our guy, Josh Vernier, that typically is not the vibe, especially not on a Red Friday. But today, in a surprising turn of events, the Royals are the biggest story in Kansas City on a Red Friday, and we certainly plan on talking about them. We'll get to them coming up momentarily. We'll also be joined by Josh Vernier in studio coming up in about 15 minutes or so. We're going to have Nate Taylor join us in studio. He is back healthy. He is back at work. He had COVID last week, so very happy that we'll get the opportunity to be joined by him in studio coming up in a couple of hours. We also are going to do a special Holly Jolly beers with Bink. Bink texted me a picture. He has six Christmas beers that he wants us to try. I'm telling you, I saw the enthusiasm for my guy, Jay Binkley. It was pouring through the phone. I am excited to do beers with Bink today at 5 o'clock. We will do that on our drive home coming up at 5 o'clock. Again, my name is Karenson Harrison. You listen to The Drive. I appreciate you making us a part of your Friday. Let me tell you something. Get your Christmas shopping done this weekend. You don't want to be out next weekend looking for a Hatchimal. You don't want to be out next weekend and you're trying to get the newest, hottest, brightest toy and parents who were more prepared beat you to it. Your kid has been asking for the same thing. Go get him Call of Duty. Go get him some, what is it, Roblox? Go get your kid some Roblox. He's going to be happy. You're going to be happy next week that you got all of this stuff done. Listen to me. Go get your Christmas shopping done this weekend. Don't put it off until next week. We got a lot to get into over the course of the next four hours. But, Quentin, let's see if you know what to do here. See, I don't know if you know if you know this or not, but I'm the one that made this sounder. So, of course, I know what to do here. Oh, look at you. 
Yeah, all right. It's pizza time here on The Drive. Pizza Tasio, Kansas City's best New York-style pizza, has taken over KC. There is now a new Waldo location. It is open for business. Pizza Tasio lovingly uses 100% whole milk, mozzarella, all-organic tomato sauce, and locally grown fresh ingredients, all made by KC guys who know and love pizza. So dial me up. 913-586-7610. I will give caller numero six. That's caller six of free pizza, courtesy of Pizza Tasio. I need you guys to do me a couple of favors. Number one, I need you listening to The Drive each day at 2 o'clock on 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com, and the Odyssey app. I also need you to tell one friend. I don't need you to tell two friends. Just tell one friend that if they want some of the best pizza in Kansas City, and I got a chance to try some of that new pizza they got coming out with Buck Tui earlier today, and let me tell you, it was it was divine. I need you to call the number 6 to 913-586-7610, and you can win some pizza. I did not expect this today. But the Royals are the top story in Kansas City, and I don't care that it is a Red Friday. We are talking about the Kansas City Royals. Have you guys seen that the Royals have been very aggressive in free agency? Can you see that the Royals have been spending money in free agency? Someone call the cops. These are some of the off-season additions from the Kansas City Royals. They went out. They spent $5 million on Will Smith. They just got outfielder Hunter Renfro from the Los Angeles Angels at $13 million. They pick up a couple of starting pitchers. They got Michael Waka. They also got Seth Lugo. You add Chris Stratton to the mix. You got Garrett Hampson into the mix. They have added million in payroll for this upcoming season. The Royals have been big spenders in free agency. If you add all of the cumulative deals, if every single one of these deals go to their completion, because there are some opt-outs in these deals, the Royals have committed $105 million in free agency over the last two weeks. I applaud the Kansas City Royals. I imagine that many of you are applauding them as well. I believe today is the best day of John Sherman as the owner of the team. He bought the team at a really bad time. None of us saw that COVID was going to happen and completely change our lives. Can you imagine buying a baseball team and then the first year that you own the team, no fans are allowed to come through the gates? That happened to John Sherman. Fast forward to today, all of us have been asking them to do the exact same thing. We want you to invest in your product the same way that you are asking us to invest in your product. The Royals are asking us to recommit to them staying in Jackson County and giving them an exorbitant amount of money. I believe that fans are asking for something very fair in return. You're asking us to commit 300 plus million dollars to your projects. We need to see and feel that you are doing the exact same thing. And I believe that John Sherman has shown you that today. Now, what does this mean for the long-term picture of the Kansas City Royals? We're going to have Josh Vernier come in studio coming up in just a bit, and he will be able to answer that question. But I'm just happy to sit here with you on December 15th and tell you that the Royals are trying. 
And I don't know if we've been able to say that over the last couple of years. I know what they've said. But today is one of the few times and maybe the first time since John Sherman has been the owner of the team that he hasn't just done the talking. He has also done the walking as the owner of the team. I believe that today is the best day that he has had. And for the first time since he has been the owner of the Kansas City Royals, he has given you reason to believe and have hope in the baseball product. And that's all you've been asking for. I think that Royals fans are a pretty realistic bunch. Now, maybe this is tied up in the fact that the Royals have not been good for most of our lives, but we've seen what baseball can be like if it can be good. We've seen what the baseball product can look like if you draft well, if you develop well, if you spend a little money in free agency and everything can come together. I don't think that the consumers of Royals baseball, for the people that watch it on television, that signed up for Bally Sports, that pay their money to go out to the game and for parking and peanuts and all of those things, I don't think that they're asking for a World Series product. They're asking to feel like you care, like you're willing to invest, that the product on the field is as important to you as it is them. And I believe that the Royals have shown you that over the course of the last couple of weeks. Now, we'll see what it means. I'm happy because I think coming into this season, we are going to be able to hold them to an actual number and have real expectations. And I believe that the Royals have somewhat been able to kind of get away from some of the responsibility and accountability by just being vague. How many times have we said, well, you know, this year is about the development of the young guys. When you've spent $100 million in the offseason and committed to the product, That's not a slogan that I want to hear for this upcoming season. The Royals cannot lose 100 games this season. The Royals need to play an important baseball game in June. They need to put a product on the field that you are happy to take your family to. We play a game based on the attendance. You guys don't believe that 15,000 people have an interest in going out to Kauffman Stadium. They should now. The Royals have told you that they care and they're willing to put their money up and show you that they care and that they are attempting and doing their best to put a quality product on the field. And I'm happy for it. I don't think this is it for the Royals. Now, I think this is it in terms of them spending big money in free agency. I don't think that they're going out and signing another one of these deals. They got Seth Lugo at $45 million. They got Michael Walker at $32 million. I don't think that they're spending another big salary in free agency. I think there's probably another one-year deal move that's going to be made between now and the first of the year. I also still think that there's going to be a trade. And I think the Royals want to go into 2024 on a new year, new me kind of energy, and I am here for it. It has been a long time since they have given us reasons to mentally invest in the Kansas City Royals. And I think they've done that this offseason. And for that, I think you have to applaud them. And I truly believe that today is the best day that John Sherman has been the owner of the Kansas City Royals. And the first time since he has taken over as the general or as the owner of the team, he has given you reason to believe that they have a chance next year. And I think that's all many of you wanted them to do. Coming up on the other side, we'll be joined in studio by Josh Vernier, and we'll react to all the moves that the Royals are making. The the Royals are the top story of the day in Kansas City on a red Friday. Who would have guessed? Keep it right here, so drive. 
Kansas City, it's Isaiah Pacheco. You're listening to The Drive with Keraton Harrison on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. I don't think there has ever been a time on a Red Friday that for maybe the first hour of the show, the plan was not to talk about the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, some of that is the opponent and the fact that they are playing a team that will probably pick in the top three of the NFL draft. And they're a 10-point favorite in the game on Sunday against Bailey Zappi and the New England Patriots. And some of it is today is one of the most unprecedented days in Royals history. They have committed to spending $105 million in free agency over the course of the last four or five days today. They go out and they make a couple of moves. They sign Hunter Renfro to a $13 million deal, and they also sign Michael Waka to a $32 million deal. They picked up a starting outfielder, and they also signed maybe their best pitcher, of the offseason, we got Josh Vernier in studio back-to-back days. Unbelievable. Back-to-back. Shout-out Brady Zappi. What's his first? Bailey. Bailey Zappi. <laughs> Shout-out Bailey Zappi. Uh, yeah, no, what a day. What a day for the Royals. And there's so many different avenues we could go down, whether it's the you know J.J. Piccolo conversation and how, uh, as we discussed yesterday, so many people would view him as new boss, same as the old boss. We're starting to see uh, this is now J.J. Piccolo's team. We could have the John Sherman conversation, the stadium conversation. But to me, what stands out the most is after openly going into 2023, telling anybody that would listen, we are punting basically on an entire professional baseball season. We are calling it in evaluation campaign. We're going to let these guys go out there and earn their spots in 2024. And that evaluation season spawned 106 losses. Uh, The only thing that got me through last summer was hoping that they would abide by the results that if a hitter or a pitcher uh, was unable to pass this evaluation, that you wouldn't show the same sort of patience that we've seen over the past decade where, yeah, so-and-so Hunter Dozier had a tough season, but we still believe in him. We're going to continue to run him back out there. Uh, what I wanted to see was this organization um, understand and abide by the results of that evaluation season and also the guys that did pass, the guys that showed you we can be a part of the next championship team, the Bobby's and Vinny's and Cole Reagan's and Freddie Fermin's and Michael Garcia's don't allow them to become losers. Meaning you show up to Kauffman stadium expecting to lose because that's just what we do with Merrifield, Hunter Dozier, Nikki Lopez to me, Brad Keller didn't start off as losers, but they were beaten down by this organization and their inability to put a quality team together. So this off season, somewhat similar to the off season heading into 2013, the front office said, we got Moose, we got Haas, we got Salvi, we got Kane. This year it's, we got Mike Hell and Bobby and Vinny and Cole. Let's make sure we give these guys a chance to compete throughout 2024. And I think that's what these moves did. I opened the show with, I believe that today is the best day since John Sherman has bought the team. Some of that was due to the fact that COVID happened during the first year. So maybe a lot of the community stuff that he had planned to go out there and shake hands, the world just wasn't in a place that allowed you to do that. You mentioned last offseason. They didn't really do anything last offseason. They have had back-to-back bad years, and this year was really bad on the field that today is the first day since he has bought the team 
that I think fans are truly hopeful about the future of the team and really happy about him. Royals fans, mm. I think, go into it with very realistic expectations. I made the analogy with Rob. It's like KU football. No one thinks that KU football should win the Big 12. Hey, can you win eight games and make a bowl game like they did this year? It's happy. People selling out, going to the stadium. Everybody's really excited about KU football. I'm looking at the Royals here. No one thinks that the Royals have to make the playoffs this year. Can they win 77 games? If they win 77 games, you're under 500. But you know what? People are excited to go out to the stadium, and they are going to be locked in and engaged with this team for all 162. It doesn't take much to get Royals fans back on board. Yeah, nobody knows Royals fans better than you. You understand how starved this city is and how all you need to do is just flirt with them a little bit, and they'll pack that place you, you'll you'll see Royals gear all over the city every city's a football town no doubt football is king but anyone that was here in 14 13 14 15 16 of course you'll never forget it there, there's no debate that this uh, these these 48 hours yeah um, highlighted by today uh, best day of John Sherman's tenure as owner and I'm, I'm, I'm struggling to think of what number two is right now i you mentioned hopeful. I agree. This is the most hopeful Royals fans have been since John Sherman bought the team. I know they were the best team in baseball in April of 2021, but I don't think anybody was really ever buying that. I think number two might be, and this is odd to say, but when he fired Dayton Moore, even though there were plenty that thought you wait to the offseason with a guy that's done all of that. Um, but the day that he fired Dayton was the first day that he kind of took control, it, it felt, of the that organization. That felt split to me because there is always going to be that group of people that think, man, how could you do that to Dayton right. when you brought so much to this city? This is a day, I don't know how you can be negative about it. Maybe you got issues with Seth Lugo and how old he is, but the Royals showed you Whatever. we are going to try. We are committed to at least putting a quality product on the field and one that you feel some sense of pride with. That was the thing that I think was lost last year. That was not a team that you were happy to go to the ballpark and spend your money or spend a nice Tuesday evening out at the stadium. I mean, they basically had to either give you free parking or they had to give yeah. some kind of promotion to get you to go out there. You weren't going out there because of the team. I think they've put a team together out there that you want to go on a Thursday night, take your girl, take your family out there because you want to watch the Royals play. Cody and Gold have called this uh, the most important offseason in years because of 106 losses, because of the impending uh, proposal or, or vote or whatever's coming down the pike when it comes to the new stadium. Um, and, I, and I think that's right because, uh, you know, when you were growing up and the Royals were just losing endlessly in the early aughts and even the early teens, th there was never the belief that you could win in Kansas City. Now this generation, we've seen it. We saw it happen in 14 and 15. So I think the losing season sting a little bit more, but I'm interested. I mean, how did you view this offseason? Because I understand the surprise that, that some have, and I'm not going to act as if I assumed Waka and Lugo were coming to Kansas City. So I'm, I'm surprised as well. But I knew they were going to make numerous moves uh, because you know, coming off a 106-loss season, when you haven't done anything in nearly a decade and Mahomes is still doing his thing, you were on the precipice of, of losing even your diehard fans if they didn't have that big offseason. You know how yesterday when you and I were talking, I could feel good saying yesterday when you were on the show. Yeah. 
you have seen so much Lions football that it's hard for you to see it through the eyes of the objective person. Right. Born and raised in Kansas City, Missouri. They've, they never spend money like how they do today. Since you've been here, how many days have they had like today where they went out there in free agency? I mean, we saw people that are respected in this game. Mark Feinstein, John Heyman, they called the Royals aggressive right. in free agency. Right. The Royals have never been aggressive in free agency. The only time they were aggressive in free agency was 14 and 15. But even that, I, I don't know if I would. Well, the deadline acquisitions of Zobrist and Cueto, that was as aggressive as they've ever been. No doubt. But I'm saying is those times like to me Volquez, are easy to be yes. aggressive, though. It, uh, it, it, it is easy to be aggressive when agreed. you're the best team in baseball yep. and you know, hey, we got to go for it here. Right. I didn't know if I was expecting them to go out there. Normally, the Royals might make the one Seth Lugo move and right. say, hey, we tried. Hey, right. we did our best. We right. spent our money. It didn't work. They went out there and they got two pitchers and they got some starting pitchers. They got guys that you've heard of before. Yeah, uh, you know, when I think about the free agent signings of, of Kennedy and Gordon and Volquez and, and, and Vargas, uh, th- those to me had a lot more to do with relationships than aggressiveness. Um, if, if that makes sense, it, it wasn't that they just went out there and, and outbid everyone else. Okay, Ian Kennedy, possibly. Um But the relationship that they had with Alex Gordon, the relationship that particular members of the front office had with Edinson Volquez allowed that marriage to happen. The only thing, and I'm sure there's um, a a Royals fan that could correct me, the only thing that really popped in my mind is 1990. I mean, we're talking, you know, Ewing Kaufman, uh, Storm Davis, Mark Davis, uh, that type of an offseason, throwing money around it. Yeah, since I've been here the past decade plus, no, no, they, they haven't had a 48 hours, a two-week stretch like this. Right now, we're talking to Josh Vernier going through some of the Royals moves. Back-to-back days. This has nothing to do with the Royals, but it just popped in my head because you said, you know, football is king everywhere. Isn't it kind of odd that I would say in the two biggest cities in the country, football is not king? Football's not king in New York. I also wouldn't say that it's king in Los Angeles, too. You might could argue Boston might be one of those places. But like, if you ask the common person, would you rather the Red Sox win the World Series or the Patriots win a Super Bowl? I think the public would then say, I'd pick the Red Sox. Yes, Boston, and, and, and when St. Louis had a team, those are the only cities that I thought were, were baseball first. L.A., I actually might lean towards LeBron and the Lakers, I think. I actually think it's a and, Dodgers town. I think it's probably Dodgers, Lakers. They might be on that same one, too. It's a nice one, too, to yeah, have. No, it's a great, boy, oh, boy. Yeah. It's a great yeah. one, too. Could you imagine those options? Do you want to go see LeBron and AD or Shohei Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman? Uh, New York, I still I, I still say Yankees above everything. Yeah, I agree. More so than Giants. Okay, yeah. I would also probably say the Knicks are probably ahead of both of the football teams, too. You know, you know Knicks fans are a different breed. They are. They ride. I'll, I'll give them that. Knicks fans do not dive off, even though they haven't won anything since Walt Clyde Frazier. So let's go through the players. Someone said, can you recap all the signings? And you know what? It feels good because they've made so many signings. So let's start with the Michael Waka. That's a big time kind of move. I think we talked about this a little bit yesterday. They were going to make a move for another starting pitcher. Yeah. They got two of them. I mean, they got four. I think did you feel good about with Michael Waka, Seth Lugo, Cole Reagans, and Brady Singer. Now, obviously, you're going to need some depth. Some injuries are going to happen. You're not counting on four guys to give you 30 starts. But if that's the foundation that you're building on, Terrific. you feel pretty good that 
in any given series, you might have the advantage in two of those three games because you have the pitching advantage. And when and if someone goes down, you now have uh, Daniel Lynch waiting in the wings. He's not a guy that you're banking on. Uh, to, to me, what stands out about those four that you name in, in, in Reagans and Singer and, and Lugo and Waka is I, I don't know who has the most pressure on them. Uh, now, financially, of course, you know, Waka's set and he can opt out if he pitches really well next season or he can stay with the Royals and get another $16 million. Seth Lugo is going to get you know, 45 guaranteed, whether it's in Kansas City or if he opts out after two seasons. Um, you know, they have pressure on them. You know, Brady Singer has pressure on them. Uh, Cole Reagans has some. But you, you just think about. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Where this organization was uh, you know, two and a half, three weeks ago, the amount of pressure that was on Cole Reagans and Brady Singer to, to lead this rotation, to give this team a chance into the month of June. Okay, you bring in Seth Lugo. Uh, that alleviates some of the pressure, but I still need Cole Reagans to be a star, and I still need Brady Singer to have a big bounce back. Now you bring in Michael Waka. Keep in mind, uh, guys that have pitched in the postseason. Uh, Waka's pitched in the big leagues, even though he's only, what, 31, 32? He's been here for a decade. These guys have seen and done just about everything. So now when you have those two guys, uh, yeah, you have a Reagan slotting down to uh, a number two, a number three, singers down to your number four. All of a sudden, yeah, that 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 sounds right. For as much as we want Brady Singer to lead a rotation, for as much as we want him to be a number two, to allow this still young 26-year-old to, to fit in that 3-4 spot. It just helps release or, or relieve the burden that was going to be on these inexperienced and unproven arms that, that was going to be on their shoulders, not to mention the fact that now Bobby and Vinny and Freddie Fermin and Mike Cal Garcia can show up to the ballpark thinking, if we just scratch across a few runs, this guy in the bump's going to give us a chance. How would you rank their rotation? Like, who starts opening day? Uh... To me, Michael Waka's the most proven of the bunch. Uh, Cole Reagans is kind of your guy. If Cole Reagans goes out there and continues to do what we saw last season in the second half, like if, if, if it's more of the same starting in spring training, I, I want my guy out there. I, I want Singer, I want Reagans to be the opening day starter at Kauffman Stadium. 
Uh, but if I'm going off of who do I trust most in the biggest of games, I'll, I'll say Waka one, um, Lugo two, Reagan's three, Brady four, Jordan Lyles five. I'm looking at Hunter Renfro here. Seems like he has a little bit of pop. He's not really a guy that's going to hit for average. He's a career 239 hitter. That's not really what you're expecting. But you look at the pop. I mean, the pop is certainly there in the middle of the lineup. He's been a guy pretty consistently that's going to hit between 25 and 30 home runs. That's certainly a guy that you would add to your lineup. I think he's a perfect uh, bat for the number five, number six spot. A guy that's also uh, performed well in the postseason. He has a track record with Matt Quattrero and the rest of this, um, the, the, the former Rays that are on the team. Again, another guy that's uh, been in just about every single situation. He's bounced from team to team, especially last season, uh, going from the Angels to the Reds. I, I think he's going to be a, a real positive force inside that clubhouse, hitting five or six in the lineup behind Salvador Perez. Um, yeah, another right-handed bat, a, an upgrade over Edward Olivares. I think you got to be happy with that one as well. Right now, we got Vern in studio here for a couple more minutes here, just going through the moves that the Royals have made. Are they done, in your opinion? I guess let's talk about free agency because the trade component of it is very, very different. Mm-hmm. Do you think they're done in free agency? I think they're probably done in the Michael Waka, Seth right. Lugo pool. I'd be surprised if they spent more than $15 million on their next move, but could they find another reliever that they like at four to $6 million to throw into the mix? Do you think they're done spending money? No, I, I wouldn't say that they're done. You can never be done when you're in this market and you're trying to win the way that the Royals are trying to win. Again, for as much as they spent today, there's they're still middle of the road, bottom half in Major League Baseball when it comes to uh, payroll. Um, yeah, you you would think a, a trade is possible. You, you'd still like to see a little bit more, um, a little bit more of a track record in that lineup, right? I mentioned 2013 before to go back to that off season when they bring in Guthrie and, and, and Shields and, and Irvin Santana. The reason why that front office felt comfortable doing that is because they saw that Hosmer was a winner, that Selby was a winner. Uh, Moose, Gordon, Kane, you, everybody uh, understands the team. And that's what it's going to come down to again in 2024 for as excited as we are about Lugo and, and Waka and whatever other additions they make the guys that we believe in uh, the guys that we believe past the evaluation season of 2023, your Bobby's and Mike Hell's and Vinny's those guys got to put together. Well, Bobby's got to duplicate it. Vinny's got to have a full 162. Mike Hell's got to up the you know, power just a little bit. Uh, but those guys need to be the new Haas, Moose, Salvi and Kane, where they take a step forward and, and, and grow, learn how to win, and, and kind of come alongside the James Shields or Michael Wacas, the Irvin Santanas, or the Seth Lugo. So, uh, no, I don't think they're done as far as who they could possibly trade. Really, any position player not named Bobby, Vinny, Freddie Fermin, Michael Garcia, uh, those are the guys that earned, right? We, we talk so much about an evaluation season. My only, my only want last year was just to abide by the results. Those four deserve another season in Royal Blue. The rest of them, if the right deal comes across, pull the trigger. Do you think this makes them more or less likely to make that trade? Um, Because I wonder if they could just say, hey, we're good. We're happy with all the moves that we made. Or if you still think they're going to be aggressive and they're willing to put in a trade with MJ Melendez. They're willing to put in a trade with 
one of those kind of guys to go out and make one more big move, and then that's the roster that we're heading to FanFest. Yeah, with. You, you just look around the team, and where would that big move uh, be needed? I'm happy with the rotation. I'm, I'm, you can never have enough, enough uh, pitching depth, but to me, you can uh, – you got to win with minor league deals. Those are the kind of moves moving forward that I, w- I, w- I would think would help add to the depth. That's not really a big-name trade acquisition. Um, and as far as the position players are concerned, yeah, I mean, if you, you find that right center fielder, we talked about Jock Peterson yesterday, uh, but you're set at first and you, you got enough for second, you're set at short, you're set at third, you're set behind the dish. Nah, I, I would think that they're... I'll put it this way. I'm fine if they're done. I, I, I'm willing to ride 2024 with, with the team that they currently have constructed. If they want to add another um, uh, bat with a back of the baseball card that shows consistency, uh, yeah, uh, I'm all for it. But That's I'm definitely also, Jock Peterson if they went out and got him. I'd be fine with that. Um, How much is he going to cost, you think? Uh well, the, the way and credit to the Royals for handing out all these player options. Uh, I think that's how you win a lot of these ties is either overpaying in years, overpaying in you know, salary, of course, but also giving that player uh, the option, to, uh, almost insurance of if I break my leg, you're still going to have to pay me $16 million next season. But if I pitch well, I can get out of here. Um, Jock Peterson, if I'm him, I'm, I'm looking yeah, f- probably 15 plus per um, how many years? I, I don't have his age. I, I would guess two years, maybe a third-year player option. That's $45 million. I, I don't see that happening, uh, but I'd be all for it. Keep spending money. Is the best thing about this that they have flexibility in that way that you're talking about, that if something goes wrong this season and we're sitting here in the middle of June and this has been an absolute disaster, that they have them. signed these contracts in a way where someone's going to want Michael Waka, someone's going to want Seth Lugo. You Will can Smith. get something. Yep. You can get something quality for Will Smith or Hunter Renfro. Is that maybe the best value? That obviously you want them to have the impact for you, but you also have the fail safe of if this doesn't work, we can obviously change plans. And if if you know Daniel Lynch becomes the guy that we've been waiting for him to become, and suddenly uh, Jordan Lyles becomes. Uh, even more expendable or suddenly Michael Walker could be moved this next upcoming off season or this year at the trade. Uh, yeah. Yeah. One year, two year deals. I, it, it's tough to go wrong, especially when you're in the spot that the Royals are because you're either helping us uh, on the field or you can help us via trade. Like we saw last year with Chapman. What letter grade would you give this off season for the Royals? Uh, B plus. Yeah. Uh, B B plus. Um, I, how do you get an A boy? I think the only way you get an A in my mind is by getting the exact names that I went into the off season, hoping for the Marcus Stroman's the Jock Peterson's. Um, but I, I can't knock them because they didn't get the exact names that I was looking for. So yeah, B plus, um, I mean, listen, I mean, we're, we're talking Royals baseball right now in the middle of the Chiefs season. That's always a, that's always a plus. Yeah, that's it's either really good or really bad. Kind of like on red zone when they cut to something. It's either the greatest play you've ever seen or somebody threw an interception. Yeah, I'm, I'm having a tough time thinking of um, a, a more. The, the last time Royals fans were this excited was. Yeah, a trade deadline, maybe in uh, did, did Brandon Maurer and. Melky Cabrera get the people going back then? Mm. I don't I don't I don't think they mm. did. That Brandon Maurer move was terrible for the Royals. That that's when I started to realize Dayton maybe didn't have it anymore. Yeah. 
Because remember, for a while, I, I was fine. I was fine with it at the time. They needed someone no, at, in the back at the end time, of the bullpen. It was fine, but Dayton had a stretch there of about three years. Everything right. he did worked, and the Brandon Mount was like, "Ooh, I don't right. know about that right. one." And then it just started a snowball of moves. I'll get you out of here with this. Give me an underrated Christmas movie. That's <sighs> your favorite yesterday, and you said yep. Christmas Vacation. Underrated. Um, I will always say Four Christmases for me. Very underrated. Oh, that's a yeah. I okay, love it. I, I I could yeah. I, I love Four Christmases. My wife never wants to watch that. I, I think that's. I mean, the Santa Claus doesn't count. That's properly rated, right? Yeah, I wouldn't count that as. But underrated. I like the Santa Claus. My wife, by the way, I told her I never saw Drumline. She hasn't seen it either. You guys have to watch it together. What are, what's going on here? Well, <laughs> it, it lends itself to the. Is that a two Americas? No, you know what you need to do. Or is that just me? You and the wife need to sit down and you need to watch Drumline together. (laughs) It would just put you right back in a nice 2002 mindset, you know? Freshman year. (laughs) Running them streets. You need to watch it. Uh, That is our guy, Josh Vernier, joining us in studio back-to-back weeks. You know the only thing I can guarantee? You will not be on the show tomorrow. (laughs) I appreciate it. Monday, you might be on the show. I'll be ready to go. Who knows? They signed Jock Peterson over the weekend. We got you back on Monday. That's our guy, Josh Vernier, joining us in studio. Let's talk football. Feels very weird to say that on a red Friday. Keep it right here. It's The Drive. The Drive with Carrington Harrison on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Guys, that FanDuel Fridays is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sportsbook and the official sportsbook of 610 Sports Radio. Let's go through the wide receiver player props. This is one of my favorite things to do each week because I don't know. Quentin, let me tell you that Travis Kelsey has an over-under of 66 and a half yards. Rasheed Rice. 54 and a half yards. And then let me tell you, my friends, that we get into some scary hours. Justin Watson, 16 and a half. Kadarius Toney, 14 and a half. Marquez Valdez Scantling, 15 and a half. Noah Gray, 10 and a half. Noah Gray did not get a target last week. Against the Buffalo Bills. I'm going to be very positive today because I'm in a positive mood. I'm in a great mood today. But this is what I'm worried about down the stretch. A lot of you believe that the events of last week are going to fuel and motivate Patrick Mahomes. And he's going to go out there and play with the, like a man with his hair on fire. And I don't disagree with you. But we have to remember that this is not basketball. This isn't Kobe where he can take 42 shots and I'm not passing to Smush Parker or Andrew Bynum. At some point, he has to give control of the offense over to Sky Moore by throwing it to him. We've got to the point with Sky Moore, his number isn't even on the board anymore. That's pathetic. It's not even on the board. You can't even place a wager. They don't think enough of Sky Moore that they're not even, they're not even going to put his name on the board. You can't even place a bet on him. They don't have another wide receiver on their team over Rasheed Rice with an over-under of 20 in this game. And it's hard to say, hey, man, stop being disrespectful. Who are they disrespecting? Quentin, I'll let you first up on this. Oh, man. 
If you had to pick one of these guys to hit the over, Justin Watson, 16 and a half, Kadarius Tony, 14 and a half, MVS, Mr. Applebee's, 15 and a half, Noah Gray at 10 and a half. Those are the four names that are on the board. Who are you banking on? Who are you betting on the over? A little bit surprising here that we don't get a pass catching option. Like, I, Jerick McKinnon's not an available option. Who are you betting on? And I think that there are really only two options out of that list. I think you either have to go with Watson because we know that there have been weeks where he's gotten double digit targets, or you have to go with Tony for the fact that even though he has struggled in the offense, he's still explosive. So one little bubble screen, he can break out for more than 14 yards. So I'm probably just going to go with Tony. I don't feel good about it. But I think you go with Tony just because you know that one one catch is all he needs to get 14 yards. The text line, the top three texts. CDOT, Kadarius Tony is a lock. Someone else says, I'm hammering the over on Tony. I think he's going to have a breakout game and have 30 yards. That's sad that that's a breakout game for him. I'm just reading. I know. You. I'm seeing the same text messages you are, but let's just, that's sad. I mean, last week, Kadarius Tony did have 25 yards receiving. He did have 25. I would probably bet on him, too. Probably. I mean, I don't feel good about any of them. That's a, we need to follow it up with it. Every time we talk about these wide receivers, anything positive with it is, well, we don't feel great about it. But right now, they don't have the running backs on the board for the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, we just got the news when it comes to Isaiah Pacheco that he is out. We now know that Isaiah Pacheco had surgery on his shoulder. The Chiefs are optimistic that he's going to be able to play next week in their game. So we'll see if he's able to give it a go for the Kansas City Chiefs on Christmas Day against the Las Vegas Raiders. They do have the over-under for Patrick Mahomes at 20 and a half when it comes to the run yards for him that's something that it it seems to me like the Chiefs have maybe dialed that back a little bit more than you would like for them to do I mean the last couple of weeks it certainly hasn't been a thing like it was early on in the season I mean the first eight games or so the Chiefs were Patrick Mahomes was taken off and running and getting a lot of opportunities haven't really done that the last couple of weeks. I mean, he had eight yards rushing last week, had 26 against the Green Bay Packers, had five attempts for nine yards against the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, they did score in that game, so it was a little bit different. He also had 298 passing yards, so he was really effective through the air, through two touchdowns in the game. But that's one thing that you would like to see is him just get out and run the football and and just uh, continue to be that X factor, that playmaker that I think this offense really, really needs. That was a FanDuel Friday presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sportsbook app and the official sportsbook of 610 Sports Radio. We'll get back to the Chiefs coming up at the top of the hour. One player that I would really like to see have a breakout last month of the season as this team starts to get ready for the postseason. I am here telling you that the NFL overvalues making the playoffs. I understand that you want to make it to the playoffs, and that is your goal at the very beginning of the season. But far too often, I believe that teams make decisions based off the fact that they made the playoffs the year before. So, of course, you're going to make it back. I think that's the reason why the Giants signed Daniel Jones to a ridiculous contract that none of us were very optimistic about. 
I think it's a major reason why the Chargers kept Brandon Staley in as their head coach when it was clear that he was not the answer. We've seen now three basically complete seasons of Brandon Staley as the head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers. They had the first year with the controversy at the end of the game on Sunday Night Football when they should have played for a tie and they didn't play for a tie. He probably should have been fired there. They let him come back. They make the postseason good. You're feeling great. You're up 27 to nothing in the first half of the game. You're feeling great. You're going to win your first postseason game. We saw how that story ended. And now this year, they quit yesterday. The worst thing that you can say about any team is that they gave up and they quit yesterday. And if you let the Las Vegas Raiders score 60-plus points against you, you quit. Nah, I don't want to hear any given Sunday. It just wasn't our day. Nah. Not when they had only scored more than 21 points one time all season, and they did that almost three times over against you yesterday. Absolutely not. You're the defensive coordinator. If your defense can't stop Aiden O'Connell in an offense that didn't have Josh Jacobs, I saw Jacoby Myers out there looking accurate. He was throwing dots. He had... Jacoby Myers had multiple completions yesterday. That tells you everything I need to know. You quit. You gave up. We actually had a joke in our group chat of were they going to fire him before noon today because it was clear he wasn't coming back. They fired him and the general manager. We got to get rid of you and the horse you came in on. An absolute disaster. Speaking of FanDuel Fridays, America's number one sportsbook app. You guys want to know who's the three-to-one favorite to take over? As the head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers, the coach the Chiefs are going up against this week in Foxborough. Three to one odds, plus 300, Bill Belichick to take over as the head coach of the Chargers. Just something to keep in mind. Just something to think about when you are surfing the FanDuel app. Coming up at the top of the hour, speaking of Bill Belichick, there has always been one thing about his career that has never made sense to me. I'll explain what that is. We'll also give you a chance to win our final pair of tickets to the Missouri game this weekend at the T-Mobile Center. So if you want to go watch maybe the best basketball team in the country, I mean, they might be. It's a, you know, Arizona, Kansas, UConn, Mizzou, right in that same tier, right in that same vein. If you want a chance to go see them play this weekend against Seton Hall, be caller number six to 913-586-7610, and we'll give you a chance to win those tickets. Keep it right here, Mr. Drive. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 